Hi, I'm Sarah Shea. And I'm Strangely Duesberg. Welcome to the Pilot House. A podcast where we watch all the shows we missed the first time around. And try to figure out where the heck they were going with this. Welcome back to Sports Center. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh, where am I? What time is it? Who made it happen? <laughs> Welcome back, friends, to Pilot House. We're back. We're back in the house of pilots. <laughs> we're, we're How many at... pilots? <laughs> so many. 21? Oh, what? What? Anyway, um, 1.21. 1. <laughs> 1. 1.21 pilot pilots. <laughs> okay, <laughs> friends. So here's the deal. Um, you may have noticed that we haven't recorded a podcast in a while, or released one in a while. Uh, and that's because, uh, have you seen the news lately? There's been some stuff going on. Look, it's, it's, it really comes down to the fact that, it, I, I don't quite know how to explain it, but for Sarah and I to record a podcast, it requires a lot of toilet paper, and there's a bit of a shortage. <laughs> yeah, don't ask us to explain. Uh, but yes, we we here at the Pilot House are uh, not huge fans of recording podcasts via Skype. Um, you you lose a lot of the the natural rapport in the room where it um, happens. <laughs> oh, please. Uh, but also, you know, you people talk over each other more. I don't know. I've been noticing it on some of my podcasts that had to go from being done in person regularly to being done over Skype, and it's... I mean, I'd rather have the, them than not, but uh, we kind of decided to not do any over Skype. Also, it's just a hassle for editing. It's so much more work when you have two separate tracks. It, yeah, and, and, you know, there's also just, like, the you can never get, like, matched room noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... You know, it's okay for, like, a shorter interview. Like, if you're just, you, you want to talk, you know, you finally get a moment to talk to a celebrity or, yeah. like, you want to check in with a friend far away. That sort of thing's all right. But for the kind of long-form, informal, meandering thing thing that, that we, we do, do. <laughs> you, you kind of have to be in the same place. Because, you know, we, we, we talk about some topics where we get a little heated on this, and it's so much easier to, to engage with each other in a, a, a sort of a, a gentle, good faith way when and, we can to, follow expressions. Yeah, and to riff with each other. Yeah. It's, that requires definitely, just asking a question and then someone answering it, a lot easier to do. But uh, also, I'm immunocompromised, so I've had to be like extra, extra careful and extra, extra sequestered. Um, so, yeah. The reason that we are together now is that Stranger was willing to jump through all the hoops that I pointed to and said, jump through that. Some actual literal hoops. I <laughs> don't know hoops. why I had to wear that outfit, Sarah, but like... It... <laughs> Look, it was important, trust me. My doctor said so. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we did... The hoops were jumped through, and now we are bubbled together uh, in Strangely's secret uh, remote uh, location. A different secret remote location than uh, those of you who listen to Strangely and Friends, the podcast, may be familiar with, but... But it is a very similar secret remote location. I uh, <laughs> I, uh, I moved into a little cabin near Bellingham, and uh, it's in a valley. It's a very happy valley, uh, and there are so many deer around this cabin. Oh, you guys! I'm yeah, I'm a city person, so like every time I'm like <gasps> a deer, 
like super stoked every single time. Like I can never move to the country or to a rural area. I never want to see deer as a nuisance, and I know that happens if you live around them long enough. I see them and I'm like, Bambi, how how picturesque and pastoral. And I'm like steak that wrecks the lawn. <laughs> jerks anyway so now we uh we're see together. that's why we we we, we 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 have contentious opinions we, yeah. we get into it like, this is the into real it about stuff deer. But, but anyway we we're together now and we're stoked to be able to record for all of you our season three finale where we will be talking about you know uh whether we picked up any of the shows that we watched in season three for syndication. And for the purposes of this finale, we are including the October Spooktacular and our 2019 holiday special as Ooh. part of season three. So. All right. And then uh, just to let you all know, we will be recording at least one other episode while I'm up here. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that soon. It'll be a catch up episode uh, about, should we just say or should we like tease it? Actually, let's say that they have a chance to maybe to catch up. Yeah. So. Hustle, the con man show from the UK that we watched in season two, I think. Mm -hmm. um, that is currently amazingly uh, available for free on YouTube, like legally. Yeah, it's also all all the seasons. It's all on, on Amazon uh, Prime as yeah. well. But like, if you don't if you don't support the Amazon, which we support, you not doing. We'll be recording at least one other episode, uh -huh. right? About hustle, yeah. So. So go ahead and uh, dig that up on either YouTube or Amazon uh, if you want to try. It's eight seasons, but they're UK seasons, so they're only six episodes each. So, yeah, so it's like 48 total yeah. episodes. It's and not a lot. It's 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 a delight. Um, it, it's really fun show. It's got some ups and downs, but overall we love it. So, you know, yeah. more on that later. But for now, shall we get into... The season recap? The season recap. Let's get into that recap. All right. First episode of our 2019 October Spooktacular was about carnival. Not oh carnival, carnival. Carnival. Carnival, yeah. The HBO uh, show about spooky uh, Dust Bowl circus times. Mm hmm. Which, strangely, I'd already seen and I had not, so it was an all or nothing. Uh, and my verdict for that one was yeah, I absolutely wanted to watch more. I didn't. And why? Don't know. Just life. Um, I just did not get around to it. Um, I still really want to watch more of that show. I had every intention of watching at least one or two more episodes before we did the finale. Mm -hmm. When I realized, I kind of looked at the list of shows and went, oh, I, a lot of these I said yes to that I did yeah. not end up watching. So I meant to, like, I gotta at least watch a couple of Carnival. I really wanted to watch that. And then I decided to watch All of Hustle instead. Which was, you know, I think that I respect that choice. Yeah. A couple weeks after we watched Carnival, I actually went and watched the series finale again. Uh, just cause, just to kind of get a little hit of that world again. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it, that series is one 24-hour long movie in a way that didn't really become popular until the Netflix era. Mm -hmm. But it's just gorgeous. I love that show. I want to watch more of it. And I, I hope even that at some point I'll at least finish the first season and can... Wait, how many... It's only two seasons. It's only two seasons? Yeah. So at least watch the first season and then we can 
do at least a catch-up about that, because I, I do really want to watch more of it, but um, right. for now, I have not. So, moving on. Second episode of the Spooktacular, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, we had both seen this, which is our first and, I think, only revisit episode that we've ever done. Revisiting the pilot to a beloved show. Mm-hmm. And for the final verdict, we both said that we were interested in rewatching more of the show. That that uh, that watching the pilot had awakened in us a desire to watch more. Strangely, did you end up watching any more of Buffy? I uh, that week I watched the hyena episode from season <laughs> one. <laughs> Sorry. It's it is. Yeah. Many people think that that episode is one of the low points of the season. The pack is the name yes, of the episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. But there's just. There's something, for me, originally watching the show the first time around, it was it was the first episode where they did that thing where you have the leads and you kind of know who they are, and then something happens where they don't act like themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Picard's body is possessed by an ancient alien spirit or, like, something like that. You know, it's that kind of episode. And um, it was just really fun to see, like, the friends being bad. Yeah. And I just, like, I kind of have a soft spot for that episode. Yeah. Did you uh, did you read Buffy? I didn't, and I have the first season on DVD, so it would have been pretty easy to at least rewatch some of that. But uh, you know, it, it is it is one thing as we have learned over the couple of years we've been doing this podcast. It's one thing to say I would love to watch more of that, and an entirely different thing to actually allocate time in your life and and choose to do it. Remember mm-hmm. to do it. Choose to do it. Spend the time doing it. So I did not end up rewatching any more of Buffy, but. I'd like to. You know, I think this is something we might have talked about. Yes, we qualified that verdict with we'd rewatch some of our like kind of classic favorite episodes. And I think that's that's what I would love to do someday. Find a really good blog post somewhere where someone has said, "Here are the 20 best episodes from all of Buffy." Uh-huh. Here are the hits. And if somebody can recommend and point me to one that they agree with, and they, it's, because um, there's probably yeah. more than one of those lists out there. If you have one that you agree with, please send it our way, because I could, I feel like I would take on that project. I would never take on the project of rewatching all of Buffy. I just don't think that I want that much. But I would love to revisit the, the high points. Oh, yeah. I have rewatched the musical episode a few times, but. Because the musical episode is is not a standalone throwaway filler, it is so heavy on so many like really intense plot moments. Mm-hmm. I think you lose some of the intensity of it by watching it without seeing the build up. But anyway, yeah. I think it'd be fun to rewatch some of the hits. So, third episode of October Spectacular was an all or nothing about a little show from the nineteen nineties called. Forever Night. Krakow! With Seltzer Water the Vampire. Yep, with uh, 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 Canada Dry. What do we end up calling him? (laughs) Clearly Canadian. Clearly Clearly Canadian. Canadian. That's the one. Canada Dry is a ginger ale. Clearly Canadian. I think it took us a while and we finally got there at the end of that episode. All right, with because uh, like uh, I posted that picture online. It was like I found a press shot uh-huh. that's like Nick with his arms folded, looking at the camera, kind of like, "Can you believe this shit?" And like, Lacroix La is on one side of him, kind of looking like, "I will control you," and uh, Jeanette is on the other side, like, "I need your attention." And I think I captioned it like that feel when your ex girlfriend and your drama goth dad 
keep trying to get up in your business and all you want to do is uh, police crime in Canada or something right. like that. That show, ugh. I, what a treat. Yeah. That, for, that, Forever Night is just... Yeah, and for the record, in case anyone's forgotten, I had seen most of that. Not all of it. I had seen as much as I wanted to. And strangely, I had seen none of it. So, did you end up watching... I didn't, and I think single it's... single other episode? I didn't, and I, I, I think it's sort of a case of, of, like... It's similar to what happened for me with that show, The Killing. The one about murders in Seattle that mm-hmm. was just, like, weird. Um, where... If I had been, if I had had access to it on a streaming service and could have immediately watched the next one, yeah, I probably would have dug into it. Yeah, but because we watched it, we recorded the pilot, and then the only way that we could access it was to buy individual episodes from Amazon. Oh yeah, and I was just like, I don't like this enough to want to spend another two dollars to see if I like it more. Mm-hmm. At mm-hmm. least that was kind of how I felt. Like once I kind of thought about it more, I was like, I'm really really happy that I watched that that first episode because I have I love sort of low budge 90s fantasy yeah like um a lot of the Clive Barker movies like Nightbreed um or Hell the first Hellraiser where it's just kind of like they're they're shooting around what they don't have the budget to show as almost as much as they're showing anything in particular yeah and it's like there was something about that era where the big studio stuff was already going towards CGI and all that. And this, it was still like, we sped up a camera for a second and it looked like he was moving super fast, you know, (laughs) like stuff, like just stuff. Like I have such a sweet spot for that. You know, and everybody's like in brick alleys wearing leather trench coats and it's just, it's, it's a nice place. But (laughs) you know, I, I honestly have not thought about forever night since about three days after we recorded the episode. Yeah. We, you had, uh, your final verdict for that one was no. Yeah. You don't want to watch anymore. Although you you did add that you would almost do it if we could keep dishing about it afterwards. So if anybody loves Forever Night enough to want to pay us to do a custom season of... A custom podcast season where we watch all of Forever Night and talk about each episode. <laughs> Another thing that would incline me to want to do it more, mm-hmm. and this would be cheaper than than sending us a season but if a fan out there has access to the dvds and the dvds have commentary tracks on them i would so love to hear the thoughts of the people making those shows like when they interesting it's just one of those things where it's like there were so many like odd little things going on in that that i just want to be like how much of this was intentional did did any of you like was anybody thinking about, like, these shots and stuff? Cause, yeah. Like, some of it was really arty and cool, and then some of it was just like, well, he's wearing a trench coat in a brick alley, so it's fantasy. Yeah. Ta-da! We, we read a Charles Delant. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, man, it is Canadian. Get some of that Region 2 disc. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so that was the October Spectacular, mm-hmm. our little mini-season, last October. Uh, then in December, we did our uh, holiday special, the holiday, of course, that I'm speaking of, is Strange's birthday. What other holiday could there be? In December? I can't think of a single one. Mm. And for that, we watched one of Strange's favorite shows he's watched all of many times and I had never seen a second of, mm. Stargate SG-1. Chef's Kiss. And uh, I recall that my verdict for that was, yes, I would like to watch more of it. 
I did not end up doing it. And part of that reason, I think, was access. Did we have to buy that one? No, it's on Amazon. Is it on Amazon? Okay. So that's just on me? Apparently. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is it's been a minute now, so I don't entirely remember. I need to be better about making notes uh, about our specific verdicts. I make a note about whether we say yes or no, and sometimes I'll make a note about something specific. Uh-huh. But I'm not so good about... Uh, the bookkeeping, and that's on me, friends. That's part. That's my part of the job. Strangely edits them. I do the social media, the accounting, and uh, bookkeeping, as it were. So that's my fault. But uh, yeah, I don't remember if there was anything particular to my yes, or if um, if there was a reason I didn't watch more. I I'm still interested in watching more of it. Mm-hmm. I think it was just, I guess, just not enough. <laughs> I mean. I guess if I wanted to watch it more, maybe I would have watched more. Although I really wanted to watch Carnival and I didn't, so it's it's hard to say. Carnival is also on Amazon Prime, I believe. Noted. So you don't need an HBO to watch. Like HBO puts some of their older shows on Amazon Prime just yeah. to kind of try to hook you. Well, uh, look, nobody tell Jeff Bezos, but I have access to someone else's Amazon Prime without giving them any of my money. So you know, I could watch it. Oh man, you know, I, I was wondering why, you know, now this is going to come out and everyone's going to be like, Amazon stock price takes unexpected dip. <laughs> the first episode of our trip through the decade season, if yes. you guys haven't already forgotten, the our uh, 60s show, which was our start mm-hmm. to that season, was My Mother the Car. My Mother the Car. Do, 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 do. My, My Mother, mother the, the Car. car. Do, 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 do. Uh... Wow, what a show that was. Um, I don't yep. know if anybody listening actually went and tracked down that pilot to watch themselves just to see what the hell it was about. I really hope at least one of you did because I don't want to be us to be alone and yeah. witness that that I kind of like Nana's show. Every once in a while try to like call another person and be like is this a real thing? Did this actually happen? Yeah. <laughs> and you see it too, right? Yeah. But uh Our verdicts for that, uh, me, was no. I just was like, that was weird and silly, but not fun enough to want to watch more. And yours was yes, although you qualified that it was just morbid curiosity. So, did you watch any more? I watched a little bit of the next episode and got distracted by something and never went back to it. Um, And it was just... Pretty standard yeah. 60s sitcom. Well, I actually remember you calling me, or we were talking on the phone for some other reason, and that yeah. came up, and you said, I started watching the second episode, and suddenly I realized, why am I doing this? Yeah. I have finite hours on this, in this life, on yeah. this earth, in this timeline. Why am I spending it watching a show I know to be bad just because I was kind of curious if it would get worse? Yeah, it's a thing where, you know, like, when I, I said a minute ago, like kind of pretty standard 60s sitcom, whatever. it's like yeah. um, Gilligan's Island is one of those ones for me that like yeah. I saw like I've seen like maybe eight episodes of Gilligan's Island total in the span of my life. And after the first two it was pretty much like the show has said everything to me that I think it has to say to me. Yeah. It's like, Oh, they're on the Island and someone else accidentally shipwrecks there once a week and then leaves. It's yeah. like, 
Or somebody, you know, the, the professor invents something and then there's a misunderstanding and... It's the it's always sunny in Philadelphia of the 1960s. It's just like... There, like, multiple episodes of Gilligan's Island that I've seen is someone shipwrecks on the island, doesn't get along with the, the crew... Yeah. And then gets rescued and just doesn't take them along. It's like, screw you guys. Like, I don't like I didn't like realize you. that yeah. that was... It's like a recurring... A recurring theme I, on that show. Yeah, because I definitely saw some reruns of that show when I was a kid. I used to watch a lot of Nick at Night. Yeah, yeah. But I don't remember that being a recurring thing. That's horrible. Yeah. And people just kept... I mean, it's the only way to do guest stars. They didn't really think that through, I guess. Yeah, it's like... Um, the, it's wild. Yeah. The, oh, the only way to do guest stars on this show will be to have someone else be shipwrecked. But then that person has to be rescued, but they also have to not rescue the rest of the crew. That's terrible. I just... I, they it's, must just not have thought of it. My also my my theory is that Lost is actually a Gilligan's Island fan fiction. <laughs> it's like like someone. What if did, Gilligan's Island was dark? But, well, Gilligan, yeah. the the movie, the like that reunion movie where they finally get rescued. Yeah, and that's then the so answer because that's yeah. what, that is. If no, none of you have ever seen that movie. I think it was like the eighties. It's bananas. It's that movie. Super dark. Because they're like there's celebrities out in the world and everything, and then. It ends with them getting fucking marooned on the same... They, like, go for a, a three-hour tour together. Yeah. Like, oh, let's all go boating. What could go wrong? Well, the it's, it's like, they go back, they try to, you know, they get rescued and they go back to the world, and it's like... I can't remember all of the details, but it's like Marianne's fiancé gave her, you know, f gave up on ever finding her... You know, they were after like fifteen years. Sure, yeah, he, like, he went. For... Yeah, he went and got married, and yeah. like she's like, oh, he didn't wait for me. But like, uh, and then Ginger's like, she's trying to be, you know, like an actress again, and she's got all this notoriety for being one of the rescuees. But then like, you know, they want her to take her clothes off because it's the eighties and it's all salacious and not like the pure and innocent sixties. God. <laughs> but it's like, I just, I, I remember just feeling like it's, it was weirdly dark yeah they just didn't have to go that dark they could have had it be a very whimsical them reacting to new technology and and not getting new pop culture references they could have had it very been a very light-hearted we don't feel like we fit in anymore instead it was like what is this world that we we this is not the world i left behind it's yeah. like it so dark anyway how do we get so on weird Gilligan's island Anyway, but yeah, uh, so didn't didn't end up watching any more. No of it. more my mother the car. So and then I, I for oh, some reasons that I want to talk about at the end of all these episodes. So let's put a pin in that. Yeah. We'll come back to that. Uh, our next show that we watched, which was supposed to be our '70s show, and we accidentally watched an '80s show that just had like big '70s energy, was Highway to Heaven. Oh my god! <laughs> I still it still blows my mind that we at no point in that process. I just thought it was a 70s show, yeah. and then we never questioned it, and nothing about the episode made us go, hold on, this must be an 80s show, right? Right. If either one of us had watched a lot of Little House, I think we would have gone, wait, he looks older than in Little House. Yeah. But I never watched a single episode of that Which, show. It's it's also bizarre to me because I was so, while we were recording that episode, I was so fixated on how it felt like it was like this like 50s nostalgia trip. Yes. Which... Was makes so much sense for an '80s show because yeah. the, the '80s was such a '50s nostalgia trip because it's like that 30-year cycle thing. So you yeah. have like Back to the Future going back to 1955, and you have like Grease and um. Well, Grease was late '70s. Right, not Grease. Um, the 
I think it, it started. I think the fifties nostalgia trip started what's, in the late seventies yeah. because you had Happy Days. Yeah, yeah. But what's the what's the movie where the, um, he lifts her up? Dirty, Dirty Dancing. Dancing. Yeah, that was that's late. That's like eighty nine. Yeah. So it's like I think it, it was like seventy nine to eighty nine. People yeah. were like really into the fifties or yeah. something like that. Please, no one correct me on the actual dates. I'm sure someone has done like a dissertation about the fifties nostalgia and they know the exact moment it started and ended, but. Which is which is so odd to be to be living through the the nostalgia for the eighties. Yeah, and like, even the nineties now too. Like, there's definitely well, some nineties nostalgia going on as well. But like media wise, yeah. like you have things like Stranger Things, which are nostalgic for like a Spielberg production in the eighties, like The Goonies. Yeah, which those in and of themselves were nostalgic for fifties properties. It's like. Yeah. I can't wait. To, I mean, I'll be like in my fifties, but I can't wait to see when someone makes a thing that's nostalgic for Stranger Things. Yeah, and like has like those kids as like cameos grown up. Yeah, and then like is a oh, it's a photocopier. <laughs> I'm sorry, you saying the word photocopier and talking about the eighties. My brain immediately started playing. Do you remember the My Magic Copier toy? It's my magic copier. Look what I do. I draw a great dog, and now I have two. It was like it was just like carbon paper in a little plastic sh screen. Oh, like for kids. And you drew on it. It kind of looked like a magna doodle, and you had you drew the drawing, and then you pull a piece of paper out, and oh my gosh, two dogs. Anyway, that's so weird. I never had it, but um, it's also the their theme song was to the tune of the Man on the Flying Trapeze. When I finally heard that song, I went, that's oh, a magic copier theme. Anyway, <laughs> a little derailment there. Um, the verdict for that one, I said no. You said yes, you kind of wanted to see if you could find a list somewhere of like famous cameos or episodes written by someone who got famous later, that yeah. kind of thing. So did you ever? Did not. And as you said, and as we already said, it's like there's only so much life to live and it's not watching my mother the car. Yeah. Or Highway to Heaven. So, uh, the next episode, the 80s show that felt super 80s. Oh. Remington Steel. Steel, steel, steel. A.K.A. Pierce Brosnan's 90-minute James Bond audition tape. Yeah. I, was it 90 minutes? Maybe so, I'm misremembering. fun fact, they wanted him to be James Bond before Timothy Dalton. Oh, really? Like, he was in the running... Before is it because Dalton was only in two? Is the Living Daylights and someone screaming? No, there's two, two Dalton ones. Oh right, it's La Lazenby that's only in yeah, one. Yeah, George La Lazenby because Sean Connery quit, and then Lazenby did one, and then Sean Connery came back. Like, ugh, <laughs> get out of the way. Let me show you it's done, son. Yeah. Um, but the but yeah. The side note: I've been rewatching all the James Bonds in my copious personal free time so i've been learning some of the bond lore i intended to do that i watched dr no and then got distracted oh after dr no that it really picks up yeah dr no honestly if you are if you've only seen sporadic uh james bond movies mostly ones that came out in your lifetime and you're mostly familiar with james bond because like you know the tropes watch dr no because it'll kind of blow your mind how few of the tropes were established in that first movie yeah how few of the tropes came from the books. <laughs> but don't worry. If you're into James Bond for the casual misogyny, the rampant alcoholism, and, and like the hairy super, man chest. Yeah, and, and the intense racisms. Yeah. Oh, man. 
all everything. Dr. No's got plenty for you. Have we got a film for you? If you're into James Bond for like fast paced car chases and explosions and intense fight scenes, you will be a little bit bored. You may, in fact, fall asleep. But. Yeah, it, 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 like, ge can... genuinely, Dr. No makes the Adam West Batman look like the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, just an astonishing amount of like walking across an airport. While the bomb theme plays, like, yeah. check this guy out. He can really walk across an airport. Look at how he wears that suit. Also, the, oh, the glasses that, um, oh, what's his name? Jack Lord? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Felix? Yeah. Those glasses, those sunglasses are a choice. Anyway, yeah. watch James Bonding. What podcast are we doing? <laughs> but uh, the, uh, Pierce Brosnan as Remington Steele. I was delighted by that pilot. Yeah, we both said yes with a qualified, we'd at least watch an episode or two to kind of see how it yeah. plays out. Because we both wanted to see uh, the whimsical old lady receptionist. Yeah. We didn't know how long it would take to get to her. I, I, I have to confess, this is another one of those ones where like the access was not as accessible. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, it didn't quite scream for more airtime yeah. with me. Well, I mean, there's such a world of difference between a show you won't turn off if it autoplays and a show you will dig around and take time to track down or pay money for or spend time trying to torrent or whatever. Like, the amount of effort you have to put into watching a show versus how much you want to watch it, there's like a calculus there. Yeah. So, yeah, I did, I did not watch anymore either, but I, I'm, I'm open to it someday. If somebody sat me down and said... Like, oh my gosh, I have season one of Remington Steel on DVD. Yeah. Let's get into it. I'd be like, let's do it. Pour me a cocktail. Let's make this happen. So uh, after that, we moved on to the 90s. Mm-hmm. With the classic comedy show from the UK. Invert commas. Absolutely fabulous. And we were both super stoked to watch it. We'd heard many, many things about it over the years. We knew a lot of people who were influenced by it. And then we watched it. And we didn't like it. We felt underwhelmed. And we both said no for our final verdict. So I assume you didn't suddenly turn no. a page. No, I, I did mention this to a friend of mine in the UK. And she was like, that's fair. She's, she's, from, she's Scottish. That's fair. But apparently, like... It's one of those shows, and I think this is a thing with a lot of comedy shows, where it's like, the pilot happens, and they get some reactions, and they kind of fine-tune it yeah. over time. And I could see those characters being a lot of fun if you sort of fine-tune them. But it's the same issue, again, that I, I know I bring this show up a lot, but it's just such a good rubric of a show I just loathe. It, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That It's that same thing, where it's just like, I don't really like any of these people and I don't really want to have a time with them yeah you know it's, it's it's something like in a show like black books uh where you have these characters who are they're not particularly nice people but they have these moments of deep kindness and humanity with each yeah. other where it's they like have really endearing qualities and yeah. moments even though they're kind of a mess yeah, and I just, I wasn't given any of those moments in Absolutely Fabulous. No, in fact, I'm, I'm still hung up on the final scene 
where uh, Edie, Edina, mm-hmm. uh, lies to her daughter. That she's going to go to rehab. About going to rehab. And the daughter is so genuinely relieved and happy. And then it turns out it was just a, a lie to get her off her back for a week or something. Yeah. It's just, it was so awful. I guess also, too, it's like in the 80s, it was more, maybe more acceptable to joke about alcoholism. Not that people I mean, don't still joke about alcoholism, right. but like to that degree, I don't think someone would make that exact joke today. Yeah. Having the, the, the mother be like, I was just calling to make an appointment at the at the rehab. I think it's time. And the daughter being like, oh, thank God. Thank yeah. you. I'm so, oh, so relieved. You're finally getting help and leaving the room. And she goes, right, thank you. Flossy darling. What if, what's, what's her there name? Were, the other characters. Other, other characters. God, I'm sorry. It's not Flossy. I know. It's not even remote. It, it would, I feel like we're giving it more mental energy than it deserves. Yeah. What did I'm, we watch in the 2000s, Sarah? Well, strangely, I'll tell you. It's, I feel like I will remember this. Like, a long time ago, we used to be friends. Oh, my God. Are you saying we're not friends now? No, no. Me and the show. Oh! It's been so long. Woo! I haven't heard from her lately. Yeah. At all. Uh, come on now, sugar. <laughs> we watched Veronica Mars. A long time ago, we used to be friends, but I... Haven't heard from you lately at all. I haven't thought of you lately at all. How did you watch? Okay, anyway, the point is... Was it always, was I would always run to the bathroom to do a wee during the thing. So I'd be like, in the in the loo. That's very sweet. Yeah. Uh, fun story. Uh, Veronica Mars was an all or nothing. I had seen all of it. Strangely, had seen none of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the pilot, you said yes, that you were very excited to watch more. And I was thrilled to mm-hmm. hear it. Uh, then, not too long after that, the pandemic happened. Dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> we released that episode, uh, the early, early March. Strangely went off to his, uh, secret, uh, location. Undisclosed location. Uh, undisclosed location on the California coast. And he took my season one DVDs of Veronica Mars. Although, since we had just watched the pilot for the podcast... Guess what disc wasn't in the box! See, the first disc was still in my DVD player. <laughs> so he went off to the uh, cabin with uh, season one. And then, how badly did you want to watch Veronica Mars, strangely? I wanted to watch it badly enough that I spent $8 on Amazon to stream... Well, I spent $2 to buy episode two. And then I bought the other two episodes that were on the disc. And then I finished the season. And then I ordered the entire series on DVD. I should say, mm, let me let me clarify something. Uh, I ordered the entire original series. Ah, uh, yes. On DVD. Everything, uh, the original run of the show. Yes. We right are not to... including the film or the, the Hulu reboot. Right, which, which which if you like them, I'm not gonna yuck your yum. I yeah. haven't seen them. Yeah, no, I have I have had every intention of seeing them, but it might be telling in some ways that I haven't made an effort to see them. I have every intention of doing so eventually, and maybe we'll do like a a special yeah thing after we watch that. Now, strangely, was constantly texting me thoughts about specific episodes. Now, I have watched all three seasons of the original run of Veronica Mars, but it's been some years. And I never got around to rewatching them, even though I had all three seasons. So, 
they're strangely telling me all these things and reminding me how great the show is and I wanted to start watching it again, but I had given him my first season DVDs and I guess I didn't want to watch it badly enough slash I'm broke as hell because all of my income dried up when the universe went <laughs> So I was not able to uh, watch the show. I guess I didn't want it badly enough to buy the first season on DVD, but or uh, on Amazon or whatever. But Buy me a V-Mars. Yeah. <laughs> Because you could make buy me a coffee, you, they'll buy you anything, right? Buy me a thing. True, yeah. Buy me a V-Mars. <laughs> Go to my buy, uh, buymeacoffee.com slash Sarah, and I'll change it to buy me a Veronica Mars. Well, no, I don't have to because now that we're together again, Strangely has just given me back my first season uh, DVD. So, um, I have not rewatched it, or we'd be doing a catch-up about the whole show. Uh I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, spoiler alert. We will do some sort of catch-up episode at some point, but like, I... Yeah. I, I loved it. I have major structural and writing issues with it, but like, I had the most wonderful time with it. Yeah. And I, th I think it's... I, I'm, I'm really coming down on saying that because I think it's really important in this day and age. People love to hate on a show and be like, oh, the writing, bad, but it's like... Why are you still watching if it's such a, a dumpster fire? Like, yeah. if you don't like it, th that's okay. Like, and like, the thing is, is like, there's so many writing choices and acting choices and casting choices in the later seasons of VMRs that I'm like, eh. but I'm still there for it. I'm still having a good time. I'm still liking the characters. I'm yeah. still, still hanging with my man Wallace, you know, like, yeah. it's just, it's what you do. Yeah, and I certainly love that show. I would never say it was perfect or that there was nothing I ever went, ugh, to. Yeah. But I overall love yeah. it. And I, I gotta say, like, I have such a crush on Keith Mars. I've got, like, a... He's so precious. Dad-on-dad dad crush, that guy. Mm. <laughs> he's, he's quite sweet the, and wholesome. What is it? Enrico... Capolocally, what is his name? That yeah, it's. Um, I used to joke that um, if you just gave someone pictures of uh, Keith Mars and um, uh, uh, Weevil, and yeah. then the two actors' names, very few people would pair them correctly. Yeah, it's like he's he's uh, Mr. 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 Daddy Mars is like Francis something. Capoluca, uh, Capo. Cappadocio. Okay, I'm just gonna look Cappuccino. it up. Enrico Colantoni. Enrico Colantoni. He is delightful. I and was. And Weevil was Frank Capra. Literally, his name is Frank Capra. Oh, Francis, but still. It was bizarre. Uh, I just watched season three of Westworld, and. Uh, and Enrico showed up on that in like this little bit part. Oh, I've seen him and in I, so many shows. Yeah. He's a, he's got a small part on The Middleman, uh -huh. uh, which is another show we need to do an all or nothing of someday. It was so great to see him. And I was like, oh, it's so great. He's getting work. And then I was like, wait a minute. Of course he's getting work. He has literally not aged a day yeah. since 2001. Like there's video proof. Like his cameo in Westworld might as well have been shot like two decades ago like a patrick stewart vibe of like he kind of maybe aged a little fast when he was younger and he might have been like nonplussed about the balding right but then he stopped he was like and yeah. i'm done he's one of those guys who like looks 40 when he's 29 but then yeah. continues to look 40 until he's 80 yeah exactly yeah oh love that v mars 
Oh, fat Vmars. All right, so the next episode we released was the Ripper Street catch-up, so uh, mm-hmm. don't need to cover that. Um, Still haven't oh, watched anymore. Actually, I will say that um, I watched one more episode. Of Ripper Street. Yeah. And immediately went, nope. Done. All right. So you confirmed, you double, double Dutch confirmed that you were not done. Yeah. Well, no. Because like you watched to a point and you were like, I'm not super stoked on where this feels like it's going or whatever. And then you were like, yeah, I think I'm done. And then you did go and try to watch one more episode and be like, nope, I'm done. Yeah, I watched um, exactly the the first episode of the, that next season, and there was one major change that I went, oh no, I do not like that. A, I don't like the implications of for the show, and B, I'm just mad that they made that choice, and it's gonna annoy me, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, you know what, I'm just not, not. There might have been like two things, and I'm never from getting the other one, but Jerome Flynn's character just like starts the season already married. To a character we met once in the previous season. And I'm like... Boo! Um... I'm sorry? Anyway, I wasn't into it. So... Total shipwreck. Different from a train wreck. So our next regular episode was uh, Orphan Black. That was a classic. Neither of us had seen any of it. Uh, And we both were a yes to watch more. I don't remember what specifics we might have said. Mm -hmm. But we were both pretty excited to see more of, uh, you know... Who, who are the, meet more orphans mm-hmm. and get to the Orphan Black Institute or whatever. Mm-hmm. The orphanage where the orphanage, all the other yeah. orphans live. Um, I did not end up watching any more. I watched uh, two more episodes. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to, there's an, the, you know, there's more orphans and one of them is like a soccer mom. And I was like, this feels super different. Like, cause you, you had like scrappy survivor girl and tough as nails cop lady. Yeah. And I just got shot in the neck lady. Mysterious German hacker club girl. (laughs) Right. And it was just like, how, how is it? I, I, I needed, I needed it to mix up, mix it up a little bit if I was going to stay with it. Um, and they introduced soccer mom and I was like, this is rad. Uh, and it is, it is, I, I, I have, I maintain a large document of things I intend to watch sooner rather than later yeah and it is on that list so i yeah. do intend to watch more and i've i've sort of i dipped into it enough to get a sense of what it was going to be day to day yeah so that i could kind of choose when i was going to watch it it's yeah excellent stuff i definitely had every intention of watching more i think part of the reason that i didn't delve into it is that life got real stressful and i didn't want to watch a show that was stressful um I'm starting to branch out a little more now on what I watch, but a lot of my viewing for the first several months of pandemic times were uh, extremely wholesome comfort viewing, like British gardening shows. Just, I needed Monty Don to tell me what to do with my delphiniums and pretend that that was important. So <laughs> I'm starting to, but I'm also being very conscious right now of, of limiting my screen time because mm-hmm. it's just all too tempting to just yes. be like, time does not matter. 
And I have nothing to do, so might as well just watch all of the shows. So I'm really trying yeah. to limit it to one episode of something right. a day max. And some days I don't watch anything. Amazing. Let's put a pin in that because yeah. that's actually something I want to talk about. That, that ties in with what I said let's put a pin in oh, earlier. Okay. So yeah. let, let's get through this Continue recap and then uh, I've got something I want to talk about. Well, we only have one other show, uh, which is... The final episode of our trip through the decades, mm. we ended it uh, because we did not watch a 70s show, uh, but because when we recorded the episode, it was so early in the 20s that there were no shows from the 20s yet. There were no new shows to watch. Uh-huh. Uh, we watched a, a show from the 70s that was set in the 2020s, C-Lab 2020, the perfect button on the end of that season. Unfortunately, neither of us had any interest in watching any more of it. I think we both said it made us kind of want to go back and watch C-Lab 2021. Yeah, and I think I, I had the feeling that, like, if I could watch it with alcohol with a marine biologist friend... Oh, yes! <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. But, uh... Look, to the marine biologists out there, if you want to be best pals with me, I have so much alcohol. Booze is on me. Please come over and... Be my friend and rag on that show with me. I would love it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> blanket call, blanket invitation to all marine biologists I just, who listen yeah. to this po- program. I just, now, I just would want you, you to also picture my... <laughs> accept any other like uh, you know like ocean oceanologists or yeah. I don't definitely. know what all. I'm look, sure there look, are many kinds of science that involve the ocean. In, instead of trying to delineate all the types of scientists, like because like probably like deep water drilling engineers would have a lot to say about Sea Lab 2020. Anybody in any of those fields, you'll know who you are. Just picture me like. Wearing like a tattered pair of barely holding together trousers, standing on a rock, getting battered by waves, with my beard full of salt grime, and I'm blowing on a conch shell to summon you to the to the altar of watching Sea <laughs> Lab 2020 with me and booze. Okay, it's a very simple image that I've constructed for you. Just just imagine that, and if, if that appeals to you, if you feel called by that image, get a hold of me. All right, I am strangely on Twitter. <laughs> All right, that's it. That is the whole season. That's season three. So you didn't watch any of them. No, I don't think so. Actually, did I watch like a single episode? Nope. I didn't watch a single episode of anything. Ripper Street doesn't count because that was a catch-up. To be fair, I think there were more ones that you had seen previous then there were, because you had already seen Forever Night and uh, Veronica Mars. No, we each had two All or Nothings. Two. Oh, because Carnival. You're you right. You had Carnival. Mm-hmm. I had a Forever Night. You had Stargate SG-1 and I had V-Mars. And then we both had seen Buffy because that was a revisit. So yeah. We each had had two All or Nothings. Yeah, I don't know. Um. So... This actually, this segues perfectly into one of the two things I want to talk about uh, in this postseason wrap-up. One is, why didn't you watch these things? And yes, pandemic, but yeah. you sort of started talking about it a minute ago, about wanting to limit your screen time. And then the second thing that I want to talk about in this wrap-up is, what did you end up watching? 
Because I, I ended up watching some things that I'd love to recommend and sort of gush about for a second. Oh, okay. And I'm sure you did too. Because like, okay. the, the other thing, Sarah, is that we're recording together because we haven't seen each other in like six months. Yes. And we have a lot of catching up to do. Yes. And I think also some of our listeners, hi, Tina, would love to know. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Tina. Our listeners would love to know uh, what we've been watching. Because this, this is just a show that loves to celebrate fun media and fun times with shows yeah. and talking about shows with friends. So back to that first question though, yeah. why didn't we end up watching it? And you sort of said you wanted to limit screen time. Well, I mean, that's definitely something that's happened just within the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. So I, I can't necessarily blame, um, that, f uh, for me not watching anything from this, picking up anything for syndication, as we like to say from this season. Um, but honestly, pre-pandemic, this was an extremely stressful year for me. The the last winter, uh, I mean, starting starting in late late 2019, early 2020 was actually an extremely stressful time for me. I was going through one of those periods of your life you sometimes have where you're like, oh God, oh God, I wish everything would just stop. And I, I think I must have said that to like a, like a, like a, uh, while rubbing a lamp or, or, or like I found like a, like a little lump of, of clay in the dirt that I thought was just, you know, a rock, but it turned out to be an ancient idol from some deep ancient culture. And I don't know. I said, I said, oh God, oh God, I wish everything would stop to the wrong ears is what I'm saying. Someone took me seriously and I'm, I'd like to apologize to the entire planet for that. Um, except New Zealand, they seem to be doing all right. But it's so funny <laughs> that you say that doing because right? that is how I was feeling about life through most of 2019. Mm -hmm. And I made a bunch of pretty extreme resolutions for myself. I do New Year's resolutions on December 11 for my birthday, as opposed to uh, whenever. When is it that everyone else does? Like like sometime in March. When is New Year's? I couldn't possibly tell you. I don't know how long time is. Uh, how long is time? The, the other day I got confused about time and I tried to make the joke a lot of people have been making lately, like, what is time? And instead I said, how long is time? It's a great question. And for me, a reason that I didn't end up watching a lot of things, but ended up watching a lot of one of those things, mm -hmm. is I made this resolution initially that I wasn't going to watch any streaming media anymore. I was That's going to cancel right. all my, my streaming services. Uh, and I got Great like, time to make yeah, that well, resolution. I, I will say this. I got the, the Regal Unlimited, uh, subscription where yeah. you could go see as many movies as you wanted in the theater. Yeah. And I had to see 28 screenings to break even for an entire year of subscription. Yeah. I saw 31. Pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. Nice. January and February. <laughs> they did not see me coming. I'm, P.S., I'm the reason MoviePass went out of business too. Uh, but... You know, it, it, all of a sudden pandemic started. And, and if you go back and listen to those episodes of Strangeling Friends, my solo podcast, I talk about sort of shifting my rules on that because it's just yeah. like, what's going to, what's happening? Yeah, um, you were like, you you had very specific rules about like, if a friend was going to come over and it was an event, you could watch something. Yeah. Or if it was for the podcast, you could watch something. Yeah. But other than that, like just no more YouTube as well, not just yeah. uh, TV and movies. like. And we're being pretty, pretty serious about it. And yeah. And for the most part, I still am. I, one of the, the two things I relaxed was I can watch a TV show, but I can only watch one TV show until I 
finish a season or I decide I don't want to watch that show anymore. Yeah. So in other words, I can't have six different shows that I'm working on at the yeah. same time. If I want to watch all of V-Mars at whatever speed I watch through it, that's yeah. great. But I can't watch an episode, a couple episodes of V-Mars and be like, ah, I feel like some Star Trek tonight. Like yeah. I have to, I have to stick with it or decide I'm done with it. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, and this is something that we talked about the other day because we, we were hanging out and I opened up uh, the Netflix thing for a second or something. Yeah, or that's on right. A, uh, Amazon Prime, and you were, and I was just scrolling through it like we were kind of maybe gonna watch something. You're like, I hate, I, I'm trying not to do this, and I'm like, I, me too. I don't yeah. know why. Like it was and really I closed unsettling. Out of it. I, yeah, I that is a rule I made for myself actually recently, which yeah. was I am not allowed to open up a streaming service or anything until I decide what I want to watch, which actually was really beneficial because I recently acquired logins for a certain number of other streaming services. Shh, nobody tell Britbox. Um, but uh, my... my, my roll? <laughs> my roommate also got is actually paying for Acorn, so that's nice. So I got hey. access to that one. Somebody gave me a Britbox login. I got a Hulu login. I got an HBO Max login. I got an Amazon Prime login. All of a sudden, I had all of these streaming services, and it actually had the effect on me of making me watch less. Yeah. Because I no longer just fired up Netflix and then went, what do I want to watch? I don't know. And I did the streaming service version of uh, channel surfing that we used to do where you just scroll around looking at thumbnails and occasionally reading synopses and then you would go well it's an hour later I need to go to bed and I didn't actually watch anything it would have been better to watch something garbage than to just sit here mindlessly scrolling so I stopped the mindless scrolling yeah when strangely pulled up Amazon Prime, we watched an episode of uh, Hustled Together the other night and just kind of started scrolling I went oh god I just immediately had this visceral reaction of I hate this this is this is the worst because yeah that mindless scrolling is terrible. Let's all stop yeah. doing it. But yeah, I it, it weirdly had the effect of me and making me watch less because I really had to think about it. And so yeah, I've been watching less just like random stuff. I'm really watching things I mostly like. Yes, I would like to watch this. There is one other thing that affected me watching um, and how I consumed mm-hmm. things that maybe affected me not watching as many of these shows. And that is, I realized uh, in January, when I was doing a bunch of other stuff and a lot of other things were ha- was happening to me, I realized, and qualify again, I don't usually do New Year's resolutions. If I do, I pick something super simple that's extremely achievable, but will be really, will affect my life positively. Like one year, I was like, I'm always going to take the stairs if it is reasonable to take the stairs. It was a good choice. I probably got a lot more exercise that year. Anyway, this year, uh, it wasn't until like mid-January that I realized I hardly ever read new books anymore. I had just been reading my books that I have in my house, and I just hadn't been making an effort. So I decided to set myself a goal for 2020 of reading one new book a month, which for people who read a lot sounds like that's nothing. But I had not read a single new-to-me book in all of 2019, possibly all of 2018. So I set that resolution for myself in late January. Uh, and I'm happy to say that I have blazed far through that goal because I just have a lot of time to read now. Uh, although I was really upset when uh, the pandemic happened because I'm like, no, I don't have access to the library. <laughs> I only managed right. to read like four books I got from yeah. the library before I stopped. But then my roommate went, oh, I have a ton of books. 
She's she's the kind of person who buys books almost constantly. If she sees a book that's used and she wants, to, she's interested, she'll buy it. But then she hoards them until she reads them, and then she gives them away. Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person who doesn't buy books that often. But if I love a book, I will keep it until the end of time. Because what is life if you don't have a beautiful bookshelf full of books you like that you can just look at? Right. So I'm the different kind of book hoarder. Luckily, she's the other kind, and she had like four cardboard boxes full of books she hadn't read, mostly ones I hadn't read. That's so, great. I have been reading a lot, and that has probably affected how much I've been streaming. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm watching better stuff. Mm -hmm. I watched a bunch of, um, well, should I wait till, uh, for things that I've been watching till we get... Uh, well, uh, or shall we transition? Let, let me add a little button on this. Yeah, put, um, put a button on it. We're going to also record an episode of Strangely and Friends where I'm talking just about this issue about sort of a relationship with technology and how my personal relationship with technology has been shifting. So if yeah. you want to hear more thoughts on this, check out the episode of Strangely and Friends called Strangely Dewsburg and the Troglodyte Experiment. Uh, that'll be coming out oh, You've at already some decided point. on a title. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm calling it the Troglodyte Experiment That's just because I love the word troglodyte. Yeah. I actually... Such a good word. So all that aside... What have you been watching? Well, uh, I've watched almost all of Hustle. Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to be doing a catch-up about that, mm -hmm. so we won't go into details there. I but... also watched all of Hustle. Yes, and which is part of the reason that I wanted to watch all of it, because mm -hmm. I had every intention of watching more. That was one that we were both super stoked to watch more of, and then just weirdly didn't. Um, but at least we didn't by the end of that uh, season. But then, yeah. So we both watched that. Um, I spent, like I said, I watched a lot of like uh, like soothing British gardening shows. Um, there's this celebrity gardener from the UK named Monty Don. Mm -hmm. And in addition to doing a variety of like reality shows, like he shows up and helps people figure out how to do their gardens because they're not very experienced gardeners. One was he went to a bunch of people who had like small farms who like were like I move I used to be an accountant and then I decided to throw it all away and start a farm and he shows up and is like allow me to help you with some farming stuff. Um, anyway, he also does these longer kind of documentary style things. It's like Monty Don's French gardens, Monty Don's Italian gardens, and he like goes to this other country and visits historical gardens and it's more it's like equal parts uh, gardening and history and it's fascinating. Um, really enjoyed those. Also, just very soothing, soothing music. I watched a show called Grand Tour of the Scottish Isles, which was a reality show, just visiting the smaller islands uh, around Scotland. Um, also really fun. Also a delightful show. Just, just Scottish accents and beautiful vistas and uh, stories about bottles of whiskey being hidden in peat bogs. You know, just good stuff. So uh, I wrote a song about it. <laughs> um... Anyway, that that was a lot of that. Then I started watching a show. And this is a perfect example of what I was saying earlier about watching. I was watching less and being more focused. Didn't necessarily mean I was watching better stuff. Carnival, probably a lot better than uh, Death in Paradise. But I watched a bunch of Death in Paradise because my roommate uh, has seen all of it and likes it. Mm -hmm. And she was in the mood to, for a rewatch. And we had just gotten access to it through one of these streaming services. And so I said, yeah, let's watch Death in Paradise. So um, I've watched the first two seasons of that show, which is a, it's a British, uh, Brit a, a joint uh, French-British production set on a fictional uh, Caribbean island. Uh, 
that's supposed to be, it's sort of, it's like shot in Guadeloupe, I think, and uh, sort of vaguely based on that, about a very stuffy, extremely British uh, police detective who ends up getting sent to this island and clashing with this, like, hot-headed, island-born, French-educated uh, police sergeant uh, when he's only stuffy and British and um, they do, you know, they solve crimes. And Danny John Jules is also uh, on the show, is uh, on the team, one of the police guys from uh, who played Cat on mm-hmm. Red Dwarf, mm-hmm. um, and he's just delightful. And the show is fun. It definitely has some moments where you're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's a fun show. So I ended up watching two seasons of that. What, I, what can I say? I like mysteries. I've been, I've been reading a lot of Agatha Christie, you guys. And Dorothy Sayers. I've actually been reading some mysteries after watching Knives Out. Because I was like, I enjoy this genre, but I've never really spent any time here. Mm. Uh, so I've read some P.D. James lately. Oh, friend. Allow me to introduce you and bring you into the fold of Dorothy Sayers. And you can read some Lord Peter Whimsy books. Because I, I need to. You do. You really do. Me and something... Named Whimsy. Like it's, it's <laughs> Me a match and made Peter in Whimsy solving mysteries with Harriet Vane. A little something for my Pistol Shrimps Radio friends. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, I've been watching a few things. And like I, I mentioned earlier, I watched uh, season three of Westworld. Really enjoyed it. It kind of definitely played into my current... Uh, I don't want to say technophobic because I'm not afraid of technology. Technophagic, maybe. I'm just, like, <laughs> disgusted by technology. Oof. Now, that mean, phage means you eat. Oh, right. Techno-disgust. <laughs> anyway, um, but it was, it was interesting. Kind of this idea that, like, in the future, they have such detailed social media profiles of people that they can predict people's behavior and like life expectancy and things like that. Oh. So then people aren't getting hired for jobs because it's like, well, you seem to have a high propensity of, you know, depression. So why would we hire you and train you kind of a thing? That's in Westworld? Yeah. Huh. It's in Westworld. Yeah, that, I, I don't that really sh- know much about Westworld. It show starts like... on an island full of crazy robots and it goes places. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the, the, the thing that I'm most excited to sort of give a little shout out to is... Uh, Gennady Tarkovsky, who made Clone Wars, Dexter's Lab, um, and Samurai Jack, a bunch of Cartoon Network shows, made this amazing short limited series called Primal. And mm. it's a caveman who his fam- he loses his family to some scary dinosaurs. Uh, this caveman and dinosaurs is not historically accurate, you guys. Uh, but he, what? His, it isn't? His family uh, gets killed by some dinosaurs, and then he meets a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and her family gets killed by some dinosaurs. So they team up, and they, they become like this little, um, we call it like ad hoc family unit. Yeah, yeah. And they have these growing pains of, of traveling together, but they sort of learn to be best friends. And oh. I love it so much because... I, I could I could talk about the characters and their interactions all day, but the show has no written dialogue. There's no dialogue in the oh, entire show. Oh, that's right. You were yeah. telling me about this. There's there's no you know there's there like there there's one voice actor on the show for the caveman whose name is Spear because he carries a spear, 
and he's just always going, ah, 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 yeah. and like that's the whole show. It's like a dinosaur going, ah, and a guy going, ah, ah, at the dinosaur, and it, and yet. They're some of the most fully realized, like, emotionally deep characters I've seen on television. The show is great. Uh, it's on HBO Max. It's it's a little violent, but it's cartoon violence. You know, it's like itchy and scratchy type stuff. So That's pretty violent. Or, yeah, I mean, it, it's not Tom and Jerry. There is blood. But, you know, it's... it's, it, it's Somewhere car- between Tom and Jerry and yeah. itchy and scratchy? Okay. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not realistically <laughs> rendered real-life violence. <gasps> Sorry, that just reminded me. Yeah. Totally unrelated. Not in a way where, oh, that reminds me. Sorry, my brain just ended up in a different place. Where is your brain now, Sarah, as we wrap this up? Completely different note of of shows, but still on the topic of shows I watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Early in the pandemic times, I found myself desperately wanting to watch things that were just sort of wholesome and and sweet uh, and sort of relaxing. And I watched three different shows in search of that. Mm-hmm. And all of them failed me, mm. ultimately. Uh, one of them was When Calls the Heart, mm-hmm. which uh, we briefly talked about watching that for the podcast. And I asked you, I think, like, you think we're ever going to watch this? And he's like, it, it's, it's, it, the world is on fire. If so, you want to watch something and that'll bring you joy, don't worry about the podcast. Yeah. So I ended up watching about a season's worth of that show, which is a Hallmark original series about a whip-smart but privileged young school teacher from the big city who moves to a small mining town somewhere in British Columbia to be the school teacher for this town and culture clash and she meets this dashing Mountie who first she hates and then they maybe like each other. Anyway, I watched about a season of that and then I was like, I cannot do any more of this. It is not getting any better. It is arguably getting worse. Whew. Anyway, so then I watched exactly one episode of Dolly Parton's Heartstrings, which was a limited series, like a mini-series, uh-huh. that took Dolly Parton's songs, some of her story songs, right. and made like a single episode of that. Uh-huh. And I watched one episode of it and went, no, I love Dolly Parton, but no, this is very cheesy. Um, and still was not quite what I wanted. Right. Then I watched a season of a show called Virgin River, which is about a big city registered nurse from Los Angeles who has some tumultuous life stuff and decides to throw everything into the wind and move to this teeny little town in Northern California on a river and become their nurse or be the uh, nurse to their one small town doctor who's like getting on in age and needs a nurse to maybe train up to take Kato over when he retires or whatever and she maybe kind of falls for this dashing bar owner who lives in this town and there's clashes with things but and I did kind of enjoy the show it's extremely cheesy it gets a lot darker than you'd expect um there's a lot of like they do not shy away from like the drama isn't oh no someone misunderstood a thing and now someone is angry at them for not inviting them to the potluck or some like the kind of extremely low stakes high drama that you end up with like a hallmark type thing this was maybe more like a lifetime original movie than a hallmark one it got into some more serious stuff like unwed mothers and uh, abandoned babies and people having uh, ptsd flashbacks because they were uh, in the war or whatever like they deal with some heavy stuff, and I wouldn't say they handle it poorly, but um, it, it got a lot more dramatic than I was expecting. 
but I kind of enjoyed it. And if they ever get to make another season, <laughs> it, I think it had just been greenlit for like, yes, we're making another season because it's based on a book series, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, pandemic times. So who knows if slash when they will ever be able to make more. I'll watch it if they do. I would not necessarily tell you that you should watch it. If anyone has seen Virgin River and wants to talk about it with me, at the Sarah Shea on Twitter, slide into my DMs. <laughs> Let's talk about Virgin River. Uh, really, oh, also really... the repair shop. The repair yes. shop, British reality show where people repair things. Mm, it's so good. It's really wholesome. <laughs> really quickly on the topic of wholesome, calming shows, mm -hmm. I have two recommendations. Uh, Yella's Marble Runs is a YouTube channel of all of these uh, videos of marbles running down tracks and having races and different oh, yes, sporting yes. events with mm -hmm. marbles that have sportscaster color commentary narrating mm -hmm. them. Eh. It doesn't sound like it would be deeply and wonderfully engaging, but I have watched hours and hours and hours of it. It's yeah. wonderful. And uh, my favorite YouTube show is one called Defunct Land, which is... Oh, a, yes. I've uh, seen uh -huh. bits of that. Yeah, it's a it's like a homebrew documentary series that this guy makes about closed-down amusement park attractions. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, Disneyland had a uh, Snow White's Magic Castle adventure... Or, sorry, Sleeping Beauty's Magic Castle adventure in Disneyland Tokyo for, like, five years, and it was so scary that kids hated it, so they discontinued it. But he sort of takes you through the story of them developing it, trying it out, yeah. and then has like some pirated footage of like people going through it and, and kind of describes what it was. It's a wonderful show. And just like if you're looking for something that feels like you're still like getting some sort of brain benefit but is very escapist at the same time, yeah. highly recommend Defunct Land. All right. So speaking of... Uh, recommendations and moving forward in life what are we doing next sir like what are we doing with it like is there what, what's 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 coming up on the fourth season of pilot house <laughs> the loose plan mm -hmm. is for us to do another one of these quarantine and then get in each other's bubbles weeks in january because strange mm -hmm. is going um uh it was in school currently yes i'm and i'm going to be writing my undergrad it's it's not a dissertation, it's not a thesis, but it's kind of like that. It's it's what you do as an undergrad uh, to get your graduate degree in history at Western Washington University. So I'll be writing this like 50, 60 page research ex exercise on early modern witchcraft and stage magic. It's oh, going to be great. Of course you are. Stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> but Somebody got real into Ricky J a year or two ago. A year or two ago. He's he's been he's been the top for a lot longer. Oh, okay, than that. okay. I just started admitting it a year or two oh, ago. Oh, okay. I see how it is. At uh, any rate, yeah. Uh, once that uh, the dust has slightly settled mm -hmm. after that, not a thesis, not a dissertation has been written. We are planning to get together in January twenty twenty one. Um, we will. Let's be real. We will still have to jump through all of the hoops then. Um. That's just the way that life is going. So we will jump through all the hoops. Then we will do a week. But this next time we're gonna we'll do it like hardcore, much more intense week. Yeah, we will have everything planned out. We'll have everything scheduled. Uh, so we will keep you guys posted. Um, we'll maybe we could maybe do like a quick like uh, over Skype. 
uh, just like announcement. Mm-hmm. So if you're the kind of person who d- who listens to the podcast but does not check out the social media, and you, the only way you get information about the podcast is through the actual feed, we will have you covered with like an announcement probably sometime maybe in December or something like that once we've kind of got a plan. Once you can see again. <laughs> be like the Cylons. We have a plan. God, that show. It always said the Cylons are coming. This, Battlestar Galactica, the remake. It was like, yeah. the Cylons are coming. The Cylons are coming. They have a plan. And then you never find out what the Cylons' plan is. Really? And it, it oh. honestly seems like they don't even have a plan. They're just doing stuff. There's I, no plan. I only watched the pilot of that one and went, no, thank you. The, you watched the four-hour TV movie pilot? Yeah. 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 It's a, went, that's a, that is enough of that to know whether or not you want to hang. Yeah. Like... It's not like I'm you didn't sorry. give that a fair shake. So many people love it. I wanted to love it. I tried. Edward James almost follows me on Twitter. Fun fact. Yeah, sure he does. Totally. His intern follows you on Twitter. Anywho. So that is the plan for the future of Pilot House. Um, I'm sorry that uh, we haven't had more uh, content to provide to you guys. We really did want to be able to be putting out more into the world. Uh to help other people if anything we can do can give someone else a little like boost or something to distract them from things that are happening we want to be able to do that it's why we're performers and entertainers um and we have been i mean strangely has been putting out a lot of episodes of his podcast uh the strangely friends and i started doing a video series on youtube where i'm doing live streams reading aloud reading books aloud so i've done like five books now (laughs) One of them wasn't, I just did it on Instagram and it wasn't uh, 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 archived, but I've now done Jane Austen's Emma and Persuasion, uh, The Little Prince, Stephen Brust's 1990s sci-fi classic Cowboy Fang's Space Bar and Grill, and uh, a selection of short works by Neil Gaiman, mostly from Fragile Things. So uh, those are all still on my YouTube channel, if you guys want to check this out, youtube.com slash Sarah Shea. Uh, there are playlists existent and extant playlists if you want to go back and listen to them and i will probably do more of those in the future because they're uh relatively low effort but yeah in terms of podcasts uh, just with the two of us being living in different towns it does make it a little harder to get together so i guess i i feel bad for not being able to like put out more because i'm very grateful to my the podcasts i listen to that are still putting stuff out so uh we will we'll be back in january or february depending on when we start releasing those episodes Um, so until then take care of yourselves friends thanks for listening to this episode of pilot house you can follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at pilot house pod visit our website pilothousepodcast.com or email us at pilothousepodcast at gmail.com to suggest future shows Our podcast is entirely listener-supported, so thanks to this week's special guest stars CJ, Jerome, and Rowan for supporting us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash pilothouse to find out how you can become a series regular. And... Pilot House. Bye! Let's go make jam! Yeah, let's go make jam.